Talking Donkey Studios presents The Bible Outlaw Buzzards gotta eat Same as worms This week on the Bible Outlaw, it's gone to the dogs. We have a special guest in the studio this week, Rue, our lovable and feisty Canaan dog with three legs. This week, she demanded that we do an entire podcast on dogs in the Bible. And some of these verses may not mean exactly what you think they mean. With Rue's expert help, we'll get through a whole bunch of them and find out that dogs may just be the nastiest outlaws in biblical history. But similar to the incident with the talking donkey, I don't speak dog very well, so we may need some help with this. So I've asked my wife, Julie, who's an expert language interpreter, to give us a hand. Hi, this is Julie. I'm actually a sign language interpreter and not really a dog interpreter. know a little bit of French, a little bit of German, but I'll see what I can do. I'll try my best. But let me tell you a little bit about Rue. She's, as Rod said, a Canaan dog. We adopted her from Iran, and the breed Canaan dogs go all the way back to the Bible. <laughs> the Canaan breed is supposed to be very intelligent, a little bit stubborn, but they've been used to track down mines. They've been used to protect herds and be dogs for farmers. But as the years have gone on, they've become domesticated and they're very friendly animals. So that's what happened. We fostered Rue for a little while and fell in love with her. And now she's our dog forever. And as Rod said, she has three legs. She thumps around a lot and she has an opinion on everything. Well, let's get started. For most of my life, I always thought dogs weren't given a very good hand in the Bible. They were often spoken of as a wild scavenger type beast. But Rue tells us this just isn't so. We're not looking at these verses properly. What was that, Rue? I'm pretty sure she said, quit your yapping and let's get on to study dogs in the Bible. Let's look at a famous psalm of David that even Jesus quoted. This is Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And from my clothing they cast lots. 
But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Okay, Rue, what are your thoughts on that psalm? She said that David and Jesus both think that dogs are powerful and awesome. Next verse, please. Rue, since you're a Canaanite dog, this story from Matthew 15, 27 might shed some light on your past and how dogs were accepted in culture. So here's Matthew 15, 27. The faith of a Canaanite woman. It says, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. What do you think of that, Rue? Very interesting. Rue's first thoughts are, crumbs are yummy. She also identifies with the Canaanite woman because she said, I'm a three-legged dog, and I know what it's like to be an outsider. Back in Bible times, a lot of people didn't think that dogs were allowed in the house. But the Canaanite woman said that dogs were under the table eating crumbs, so that's proof that they were in the house. Also, under the table is my favorite spot. Okay, Rue, here's an interesting one. A lot of people have asked the question, will there be dogs in heaven? And we have a Bible verse. Let's see what you think of this. Isaiah 11. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's really interesting. She says, there's heaven and there's wolves. And I'm practically a wolf, so I will definitely be there in heaven. And I like lambs. A lot. Okay, Rue, so what do you think about this? I found this verse, Revelation 22, 14 and 15. Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they may have the right to come to the tree of life and may enter the city by its gates. But outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. What do you think of that? She says, 
There were good dogs and there were bad dogs. Kind of like people. Kind of like those people who weren't supposed to eat the fruit off that tree in the Garden of Eden. And I understand that we're not supposed to pee on stuff. But I honestly don't think we should be put outside with the wizards and the perverts. Okay, Rue, here's one of my favorite Bible verses that deals with hell and judgment. And it mentions dogs. Let's see what you think of this. Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. So the rich man wishes he had a dog to lick his sores. Good point, Rue. About the dog's looking sores, she says, God just made us that way. Okay, here's a Bible verse that seems kind of clear. What's your take on this? 2 Peter 2.22 Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like she said, no comment. Here's a famous tale that everyone knows really well. David and Goliath. But dogs don't come out in the best light in this. Let's see what you think of this. 1 Samuel 17. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, a boy, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. <laughs> Wow, Rue, you were very passionate about that. Let me see if I can get your words right. Okay, Goliath, stop taunting David. You want some of me? You come and get me. You know, that mailman, he comes around every day with his shiny vest, and I bark at him, and I eat that mail that he shoves through the door. So don't you go taunting David. That's what I'm saying. 
Also, if you have a stick, could you throw the stick? There's two more stories we'll deal with here from the Bible. And one of the great legends that I didn't know until this week had a dog reference in it was Exodus 11, just as the Israelites are about to leave Egypt. It says, So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Rue says, if God doesn't want us barking at his people or growling, we're not going to growl. We're smart that way. Did the dogs know what was going on with the people of Israel? Kind of. We sense something historic was going down. Ah, here's a strange one that you can comment on. The execution of Jezebel. When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out of the window. And as Jehu entered the gate, she said, Is it peace, you Zimri, murder of your master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked out at him, and he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled on her. Then he went in and ate and drank, and he said, See now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. But when they went to bury her, they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. When they came back and told him, he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite. In the territory of Jezreel, the dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as dung on the face of the field in the territory of Jezreel, so that no one can say, This is Jezebel. Wow. Rue says, yeah, we don't eat skulls or feet or hands. Unless it's pig's feet. Pig's feet are good. But the moral of the story is, don't mess with a prophet or you get thrown out a window and eaten. We'll close off with this last reference from Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9. It says, This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also, the hearts of the children of man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished. And forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Rue sums this up by saying, A living dog is the best thing ever. I have one more quick question for Rue. Rue, who's your favorite outlaw movie dog of all time? 
Wow, I thought it might have been Snoopy or Cujo, but Togo in the 2019 classic with William Defoe and Julia Nicholson? Yep, that makes a lot of sense. We voted as the best dog movie ever made. Well, that's it for the two of us. Thanks, Rod, for having Rue and I in the studio. For more information on Rue and to see some great pictures and videos, check out her Instagram, Rue underscore corner, R-O-O underscore corner. All right, let's go. Say goodbye, Rue. Well, thanks, guys. This will be a podcast I'll never forget. I plan to have other guests on the show, but it's always nice that Rue, the dog, was the very first one. I also call her Ruby Gooby and Joan of Bark. We'd also like to thank the people from all over the world that have been listening to this. We have friends in Australia and United States. We also have friends in Fort McMurray, Alberta, Burnaby, Etobicoke, Ontario, New Westminster, BC, Coquitlam, Kelowna, Vernon, BC, and Vancouver, of course. There's Duncan, British Columbia, and Alliston, Ontario, and Chilliwack and Walnut Grove. And we have a friend in Hornsby, New South Wales. Hello, way out there. And we have friends from other podcasts. One of our oldest friends, John, from the Nerdy Dad cast. Go listen to that if you get a chance. And our new friend, Terry O'Reilly, from the Under the Influence podcast. Possibly the most inspiring podcast I've ever listened to. You have to check that out. So thanks, everyone. This is going better than I ever expected for a brand new podcast. But it's been tons of fun. And Rue thanks you for listening to the Bible Outlaw podcast.